Welcome everyone to the C-Suite Marketing Perspectives podcast. I'm Steve McDonald, your host. And today I know we have a subject and a guest on that you're going to be super interested in because we're going to talk all about how do you understand and work with and execute with AI? How does it become a part of what you and your team are doing? How is it not replacing you and your team, but how is it augmenting? And what are the right ways to think about it, put it into the goals and, and literally execute it within the team. So Maria, you're, you've been in marketing for over 20 years. You're the CMO at Penny AI. You, you've been in everything that you can think of in marketing, very focused on revenue alignment. You got very, very interested in technology and specifically AI. And you're now even writing a course on AI, right? Tell us a little bit more than that kind of cursory level viewpoint there in terms of, you know, kind of what you're doing in this course and then what we're going to get into and talk about today. Absolutely. Well, first of all, really excited to be here and thank you for an awesome intro. You absolutely nailed it. So the only thing I can do is maybe just expand a little bit on each. So just like you said, 20 years or so in marketing, very focused on kind of the B2B uh, sales enablement, revenue pipeline generation and brand side. Um, and throughout that entire journey, what I've noticed that technology always is something that I can rely or I focused on to expand, uh, whether it's the process or scalability, and also to evolve as a marketer. So when we talk about AI today, one of the things I've realized as I started digging into it is like, we've seen the shifts before. We've seen the shifts from all of a sudden marketing automation, where everyone used to do things manually, and now you can scale it to your niches within your marketing stack, uh, to no longer, you know, scheduling and timing your separate emails, to social media that just expanded the reach exponentially. Um, and if you've missed any of those shifts as a marketing leader, you probably were falling behind. And if you've missed, you know, move over to the websites, then your business uh, disappeared within, you know, a couple of years. So this is another one of those shifts. But I think it is very overwhelming right now, right? And um, AI as a focus was like, it's a, it's a much faster moving shift and it applies to everything and anything along the marketing funnel. So it makes it complicated, exciting, but also something that as a marketer, you can't miss. And I think that's something that we're going to talk about uh, today. Outside of it, just a quick mention, you know, for the validation, I am CMO with Penny AI. Uh, we're also running with a um, complementary brand that's called Trend.io. Um, and I run the marketing brand, lead generation, sales alignment, and also experimenting with AI uh, within the marketing scope in those companies. Fantastic. So let's start out because AI is both like phenomenally interesting and dead on scary at the same time, right? Because we're worried about it replacing our jobs. We're worried about it taking over the world, right? You know, we've all read about, you know, how like chat GPT started asking questions about how to get into my own code. And <laughs> so can you just kind of frame for us as marketers, how we should even be thinking about AI and just kind of dispel some of that and, and give us a platform, of a, a, like a, a solid ground to stand on here. Yeah. First of all, let's acknowledge that there's so much hype 
around AI and honestly, very little actionable, clear information, especially around AI and marketing. Anytime we read something, you rarely talk about like the machine learning or text synthesizing component. It's always under this general umbrella of artificial intelligence. As a marketer, imagine talking about, well, marketing technologies can create landing pages. Marketing technologies can automate emails. What does it tell you marketing technology overall. There's 3,000 different ones, each one for the unique uh, application. And some of them might be platform combining application, but still within program. So just this general term AI, I think that alone creates so much confusion because it creates this black box of something magical that's going to either replace me, take my job away or do it better. And I don't know what it is. So like, that's a good start of just dispelling that myth altogether. It's not something magical. AI is like 10, 15 different technologies with different capabilities, different risks and limitations. And as a marketer, it is useful. And it's one of the first steps I would take to understand some of the subsets, right? Some of it is text generation. Some of it is uh, voice understanding. Some of it is learning and applying that learning without your control. Some of that is image or media generation. There are umbrellas under AI. So don't think about AI as this one magic button. Think about it as a set of technologies that are able to evolve uh, by themselves and learn and improve. And then it's your responsibility or kind of <laughs> your task for the next few years is to start small and pick just one chunk. And most likely it is probably ChatGPT because it is, you know, so widely available and so kind of at your fingertips. So why not start there? Um, well, that was my next question, right? Is it, it is so wide reaching, right? That it's it's almost limiting in terms of thinking about it in terms of like, where do I start? What do I do? Mm-hmm. So that's a good start recommendation, right? ChatGPT. But can you give us a start of an understanding of how, as a CMO, applying it in two different marketing departments with those two different companies that you're overseeing, how should we be thinking about starting? And how should we be thinking about our plans and how do we incorporate it in? How do we bring it into our team and and all those kinds of things? Yeah. So let's step back and start not so much from AI, but from the CMO position, overseeing the company strategy, the marketing resources that are applied, and then the development of marketing team and its capabilities. And in your role, um, AI can be applied or AI should be a focus within each one. So when you think about strategy, where are some of your gaps? Where could you use more efficiency or more maybe content output, maybe more optimization on the website? Where is it that you see is the quickest win? Once you understand some of the AI capabilities, and again, some of your gaps and where you'd like an improvement, can I rely on AI? Can we find a way to use um, AI for that specific purpose? Again, content is fairly easy, right? That's what everyone is talking about with AI application. But it could be uh, some of the design items, maybe not your like top brand design, but your uh, small explainers or your social media images that before your designer was going crazy generating for your social media manager. And now all of a sudden she can create several templates much faster based on some of the inputs and using the um, generative AI for like DALI and so forth. Um, Or maybe it is your website and you would like to optimize the copy and you could never find the time for your SEO manager to go through each one. Well, guess what? 
drop in the existing articles, find the way to expand them with AI or add some type of the updates or bullet points or summaries, ask AI to provide the uh, information and optimize tags and so forth. And there you go. You can probably smash through it realistically in less than a week when before it would be like a quarter wide uh, assignment for one person. Right. Yeah, so where that resource, right, for that whole quarter. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So this is where you can find uh the application of the capability. And you know, when you start thinking about it, you're back back in your wheelhouse. You're thinking SEO, you're thinking content. It's no longer this black box, is find the way to apply it. But how do you do that? Again, if you maybe don't understand that, that's where you have to take accountability personally and also encourage and make it safe for your team. To know it's like, yes, I'm not thinking of replacing you or you or you with, you know, AI prompts. What I'm hoping is, is to get so much more of the performance and um, efficiency in some of the kind of mundane items. And I want to encourage you to learn how to structure the prompts, how to use tools. And I'm going to encourage you to take maybe a day a week to explore and experiment and learn about tools outside of ChatGPT that are available. Uh, one of the confusions right now is the extensions to ChatGPT, the new tools are like every day, if you get a newsletter, there's like a dozen new ones. Right. How do you keep up? Well, you keep up if you put some of the effort and you start selecting the ones that kind of seem reasonable, try them, test them, and then apply them. So it's kind of encouraging that focus uh, within the team to start implementing it. In addition, maybe to this kind of area of focus that you want to uh, explore first. Right. So you know, like, what's that's really, yeah. really interesting about that is, you know, that reverses the because, you know, people on the team are starting to use it, whether mm -hmm. you're asking for them to use it or yeah, not. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So instead of making it something they're trying to do under the table and worry about it, that you're encouraging it and you're asking for them, we want to adopt it. We want to figure out best practices for adopting it. We want part of your responsibility for doing that testing. Right. So that makes if I can just sense. yeah, if yes. I can just uh, lean into what you said, best practices, because the promise of like all of a sudden, you know, your website is getting optimized, your content is getting generated with one click, are still accountable for the quality. And part of learning is not just experiment, test, and do everything with AI, but understand the limitations, understand the risks. Uh, as a CMO, you have to be to uh, able to talk about the standard of output, even if you used AI. However, you got there, the facts have to be checked. The copyright information has to be acknowledged um, if you're able to understand where this part is coming from. The limitations of copyright within using AI have to be understood like from the image perspective and maybe from the text perspective as well. Uh, the fact that AI and ChatGPT can provide absolutely um, inaccurate and uh, false answers, and even if their links are provided, you are the one responsible, just any good editor, wherever this information came from, it has to be checked and validated. And also it has to be reimagined maybe in some ways, does it make the most sense? Should you request a different logic? So all of that is part of you setting up the standards and teaching the team in how this has to be applied, right? Yeah. Whatever resource they've it? used. Yeah, the prompts like there are going to be courses. There are going to be people that are like, we're constantly now. What was the prompt? How did you do that? Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to write that down, right? You know, we're all like, yeah. hey, could you share your prompts, right? But here's something that I'm thinking about, and it was an area that you went into the like the the overall the the areas that AI can help and apply. 
as a marketer, as a CMO, we think about strategy all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And you went into, there's a big area in terms of analysis, right? That can be done with chat GPT that just like that SEO audit that used to take manually forever, right? Mm -hmm. We can get much better information. We can get much better research these days. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about strategy, it's getting from point A to point B, right? As a company, you're trying to maybe expand uh, to a new channel or go into a different global area or maybe launch a product. So where you would rely and augment your strategic thinking is that type of brainstorming. I don't know how many CMOs you have on a daily basis that you can just shoot ideas and say, it's like, oh, I'm going to get into Asia. What are some of the ways I should get there? Or what are some of the books uh, that talk about um, expanding globally. Can you give me the summary of this? Like, can you imagine the amount of time it would take you to prep and get this information? So if you're smart about prompting ChatGPT about helping you to strategize rightly is, well, we're going to expand into the European market. And this is the type of the titles that we're going after. What are some of the key distribution channels or what are some of the publications uh, that talk about this? Well, boom, research is done. What are some of the uh, dangers of going into this market that I should be aware of? And who are the key experts on this? Done. Like try asking this from Google and you probably would get hundreds of pages that you would have to live through. Or if I have to present it to the board and I want to come across as a CMO with 20 years of experience uh, for this strategy, give me 10 slides I should cover. Again, it's not that the 10 slides you're going to take and present it to the board, but you will get a structure from which you will start from. And you will get a structure with maybe some validation points and some of external use cases, if you ask for that. Give me use cases of companies like mine with 100 people and uh, 50 million in investment, expand in this. Give me the use cases. You'll get it. And then all of a sudden you have this. So I think one of the key skills that as a CMO we have to develop with this, and I think it's a key skill for any leader, is asking good questions, is being able to structure the query in a really specific way, knowing what do you want as an output. Again, it's no different than working with an agency, working with the contractor, working with an external team, um, where you will get some type of information. And you, the better you can structure the request, the more information that's key to the, to the output you want you can provide, the better you're going to get, the better results. And then you have to keep your bar high as well and not accept something crappy and keep rephrasing it uh, until you get something that you're really happy with. And that's, I think, the skill set as a CMO, as a leader, that you really need to work on with the tools that they have now available. Yeah, you know, it's we've all learned that the hard way, right? That the better the input you give in life, the better result you're going to get, right? Yeah, um, and if there's a quick tip for using ChatGPT for whatever output it is, is do not think about it as a nice conversation. It's like, hey, ChatGPT, can you please give me a strategy for such and such? You will get a crappy generic response altogether. Think about it is if you're paying $15,000 to an agency and you're writing, um, not a prompt, what's the word? Um, and you're writing a specific request. You're outlining your markets. You're outlining the, the type of output you want. You're outlining the tone of voice that you want. Do that in bullet points. Do not write this as a conversation, even though it is a conversational AI. Um, write it overall as, as a very specific request with like 
line by line. This is the tone. This is the amount of letters and characters. This is the type of information I want. This is the type of references I want and give me three versions. So as specific as you can, as opposed to this kind of back and forth conversation. Ah, very interesting. Can you do me a favor? Can you give us like a, we all want to hear a story about how this was applied, right? And how it did tremendous things. Because we can intellectually understand everything that you're talking about. And we've all dabbled, right? We're all dabblers, right? We mm -hmm. should be, mm -hmm. yep. right? If we haven't yet, you know, we're irresponsible as marketers in this area. We've heard so much on it. But yep. can you kind of give us some concrete examples, you know, working with your teams in how ChatGPT has really helped as a leader yep. in the output from that team? Yeah. And again, Let's look at just a small subset, and that's what I'm suggesting uh, for you as a head of marketing to start experimenting with. So very early at the same time as I started digging into structuring this course, uh, my graphic designer, she started looking into the generative AI as a potential, um, as a potential to provide some of the screenshots or provide some of the illustrations for, for one of our brands. And at the same time, as I mentioned, we're working with Spain AI and Trend.io, building out the brand, building out a very different kind of product line while still having the same designer on the team. So it made sense for the brand that kind of was already developed with some of the imagery to use some of the social media applications to rather than like always search for stock imagery, develop something unique. And she's like, oh, perfect. That's exactly based on the description of what Dali is doing that what I'm going to use great idea try using you know um, asking for a girl holding a cup of coffee and drinking it in a cafe and the girl is having seven fingers and the coffee is looking <laughs> nothing like you know what it's supposed to look so this is like five months ago it's like yeah I guess this AI is not so good right but she's an amazing uh, again designer and the person that has the desire to learn so she started looking at well maybe there are other better tools what is Adobe doing uh, by the way if you just generate this image there is no normal layers for things that you would get as you were developing or building um, an image as a designer in like Photoshop tools right doesn't break up into anything you can't move things around most likely so then she realized that, well, Adobe is doing something that uh, can generate images, but also will provide you with the layering capability. Great. Um, and then three or four months later, we had the same task. And also she's keeping an eye on Dali doing like great investment. Um, the newer versions of it and they fix the six finger <laughs> issue and they are a lot more accurate at generating images and then we were able to produce an entire presentation uh, like powerpoint deck for the introduction of one of the kind of core platforms using imagery both combination of the adobe uh, changing the layers changing the colors into corporate appropriate colors and also much better output but she would never know has she not you know, tried it and not applied um, kind of the benchmark of knowing what to look out for, how to structure a query now differently. And yeah, it saved her maybe a week worth of work and being able to focus on a different brand as we were launching it was like everything absolutely new, uh, brand new website, tons of work for her while still being able to keep up with, um, with the original business as well. So I think that's a great example and application of starting with something very easily get discouraged, maybe, oh, you know, I'm a true designer, this is not working, let's wait for two years. And then still being persistent and trying and keeping an eye on vendors and technologists and then coming up with the stellar output and then having that experience behind her belt and being able to say, now this is how she's using it and she'll push it further too into other applications.
you know what this is making me all think about and that's a that was a great example by the way um very visual seven fingers (laughs) (laughs) we had a good laugh as as a team you know like looking at that but you know what this makes me think about like is as cmos we're also we're constantly evaluating we've got like this big tech stack right you know (laughs) i just talked to a woman that that it was she was at prudential and she had a tech stack of over 100 i'm like oh my gosh right so part of what we're going to have to do is have this plan for how we're going to start testing and rolling it out and trying in this area and that area. But there's also going to be the tools that we don't just kind of use ourselves. There's going to be the AI companies, mm-hmm. right. That do phenomenal things. We had a gentleman mm-hmm. on, you know, a month ago that was at a AI, AI listening company. And he could tell you for you and your competitive set, you know, what were the main subjects? in topics that were interesting for your buyers, mm-hmm. where there was thought leadership, where there wasn't, right? Where there was a gap, where there wasn't, where there's an opportunity, where Very there wasn't, cool. like amazing stuff. So part of what I'm thinking is, is the role as a CMO is we're going to have to, what are the, what are the tools that we're going to be using as a team, but also what are the new tools that we're going to be using and partnerships that we're going to be creating, you know, with companies that have very elaborate, you know, data sets and things that they're looking at and using AI in order to help us make better decisions? That's a great question. And it's actually kind of picks up on the layer that we haven't touched upon. Um, There is an AI that is the tools that are easily available. And the reason why we're all talking about AI right now is because ChatGPT made it so easily accessible, right? right? And kind of blew up this whole layer of technologies with AI were available. It just wasn't this that easy to just ask for a poem to be written or ask for a blog post by a CEO to be written. And there you go, marketers. Look, five Mm -hmm. blog posts on the topic that I wanted from you forever. So like all of a sudden that became so accessible. But then there is an enterprise AI, which companies had been working on for 10 to 20 years. And it has to do with your own data and being able to make better decisions and better conclusions based on the data. And that takes a lot more preparation and alignment with your operations team, with your data team. And not every company even has the amount of data that's required for machine learning algorithms to work. It's actually tons and tons of data. So if you're in B2C and you have um, user or customer data for hundreds of thousands or millions of users, then it's a a good amount of data set. But if you are a startup and you're working with 10 companies and you want to just use your own data set to learn, even if you have like a couple thousand users, not the best use case scenario. So, right, like you have to understand where it is applicable. Um, And then AI, not so much as this output and synthesizing AI. And that's where we talked about, you know, like kind of fundamentals and understanding which AI is applicable to where. This is, and when we talk about decision-making, this is the machine learning applied to your own data set. The the conclusions are relevant to you exactly and not some kind of general information out there as you would do the Google search. It's more as like you get into your own Salesforce and you dig for knowledge. Well, all of a sudden it's going to be available to you 
right? If you structure the queries, but it's very dependent on your IT and operations team. It's also can take three like years of work to prep your data. Um, and if the data is bad, guess what? The output is going to be really bad. And then if you're going to automate that, it's just going to get worse. So as a CMO, that's where you make alignments uh, with or uh, with your overall executive team and say, can we improve? Can we really scale our business if we're able to derive those conclusions? Uh, me as a marketer, I'm going to understand what customer niches and categories we have, and I can nurture them so much more, or I can make conclusions for the forecast so much better. Uh, you as a sales team can probably figure out the forecast so much better as well. And you as an operations mm -hmm. team can see some of the potentials for savings. We're going to aggregate all the data and invest as an executive team because we understand what it is going to do to to our company and we've seen some amazing examples right like from amazon to some of the larger companies uh to pepsico which is not necessarily the strategy but like amazing use of uh generative ai and Delhi in their advertising and they're like the first ahead of everyone generating their songs um with the idea that it's going to like cause this exact emotion in those types of people so there is like advanced usage and there's somewhere right. we can all start yeah i don't know if oh. it was the right answer but i think understanding that not everything is chat gpt that there is an enterprise ai that's that can be developed within your company as a cmo you can be part of the executive group uh that can promote it and you need to understand what it does and what what context you have within your company is also really important. And it's also a capability to move your company forward. You know, I know we could talk another couple of hours here. I know we could, but if there was, if there was of, of everything that we've talked about here, if there was a takeaway that you wanted us to have as an audience that you're like, if there's one thing to remember from this and AI as a CMO, what would that be in your mind? Um, it would be to start thinking about AI and to reframe our, your view of AI into something that's going to augment your capabilities and your team capabilities and start looking for opportunities to explore it and to apply it in very small segments. So stop mm -hmm. thinking about AI as this large umbrella and black box that one day your team you know, will start applying is start thinking about it is a tiny little bit of improvements and time savings uh, that your team can and leverage and trust them and encourage them mm -hmm. to apply it and also trust yourself to start using those small bits and pieces. Almost like running sometimes actually is a good suggestion. Something you're going to do on your own, uh, run it through ChatGPT as well and then combine the output, like almost develop the habit of using it side by side and seeing where it can get augmented. And uh, also look for some really good prompts and start collecting the prompts and exchanging it within your team. So make it a culture, make it fun, make, you know, every once a month's presentation of someone using ChatGPT for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then you will feel so much better <laughs> and so much more, you know, just unafraid of this thing and being just in the front row there. Well, so much to think about here. Um, if, if people had follow-on questions, would LinkedIn be the best place for us yeah, to- Yeah, absolutely. You know, Maria Sokova, Pena AI. Yeah, please connect. Please ask questions. It's it's another, again, we were talking about developing this within the team, developing the network of people that are curious about AI, that are applying AI, and then finding the way to exchange those either stories or tips. 
throughout my marketing career, one of the best things I've ever done was develop that group of um, revenue marketers and sharing investment into technology. Should we go with this vendor? AI is very, very similar. What are the best prompts? What is the best project that you've done and keep doing that? So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving us kind of a bigger picture and, and way to start thinking about this and applying it in our own departments. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for raising the topic. I think it's really, really important one.